This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? What's up? Welcome into the Orange Zone podcast. If you're watching from the Skycam, what's up? Welcome in. A reminder, you can find every episode weekly we're doing a special one right now we're gonna look to get this out to you on monday because december is becoming a crazy time the transfer portal has changed the game for everyone for the players for the coaches for the schools and for the people covering them because this has (laughs) been round stop 24 7 what we're going to be getting into on this episode is really a breakdown of the full list as of monday we know this list is going to change So bear with us. I'm sure by the time you're listening to this, there will be a new name. Um, But we're going to be going really person by person. And then later this week, we'll be diving a little bit more into Kyle McCord and his total impact on coming to Syracuse. Garrett Schrader is not going to be playing in the bowl game, the bowl game preview. So that'll be coming out on Wednesday right now. We're doing what's the big story, and that is this recruiting. And I just wanted to open it up to you guys. We have Samantha Croston. We have Ashley Winskowski. We have Brendan Hodges on the producer mic. Um, I went into my screen time app on my phone. <laughs> oh, good grief. Oh, boy. The numbers are bad right now. The numbers are bad as to how much I'm on my phone. But, again, it's a part of the job. But I was curious about push notifications. I'm averaging 512 push notifications from X formerly known as Twitter right now. I mean, that's sickening. Wait, that's like who interacts with you or who you have the notifications on I have on the notifications for? on. Oh, oh, oh. I have them on for players. I have them on for recruiting sites, recruiting experts. Oh, my God. And you know what? It's been a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Pros of that? Yeah. You're going to be one of the first people to see the news every single time. Cons of that? Mental health probably tanking right Right. it's not great yeah right so listen i mean i it's weird that you bring this up because we were just talking about this yesterday for me i think you got to find a balance i actually don't have any push notifications on i'll just admit that so my my balance (laughs) is falling on the no push notifications end of things but that's only because i do feel like like you said it's sort of like in this job you're always on and for me i have to have some boundaries i have to protect my space i also feel like on x because of the way that they do things now and the algorithms and whatnot, the most important thing is normally popping up at the top of my page anyway. That's just kind of how it's working for me. That's good. I get random giraffe videos and things really? like that. Yeah, my algorithm's mm. messed up. Interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a split. I get some Syracuse stuff, but then there's stuff there. I'm like, I, I this is not why I'm here. Mm. Yeah, that's Weird. tough. Yeah. Yeah, no, you have a good balance with it. We were talking yesterday. I feel like I'm like somewhere in the middle. Like I have a good amount on. I don't have 512. You should have a few on though. <laughs> and I was going to say, I thought today, like, okay, I have to have a couple on. And I just want to just shout out one guy who I feel like has been working overtime, who I feel like this would be a good person to turn on push notifications for. Sure. Mike McAllister. Our guy, Mike. Holy sicko mode with the recruiting and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely a couple couple people out there who are working super hard as well. So, yeah, we'll we'll throw on a couple for sure. And Mike does it 365, man. He does it year in and year out. And it was before all this went down. But let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about the big numbers and what's been happening over the last few days, because it's it's been remarkable. There's really no other word 
word for what's been happening here in Fran Brown's first two weeks and what we're seeing in terms of uh, these names and these players coming in for a brand new head coach is pretty unprecedented. So right now in 24-7 sports, Syracuse ranks 41 overall since they really started that metric. That's about the highest it's been. 47 was post that 10-win season with Dino Babers, so they've officially surpassed that with 24-7 composite ranking is tied there at 47. Now, the composite ranking I like because they combine some of the other top sites, so it kind of gives a full feel, and it's not just one little group of experts, but I like 24-7. I think they do a great job. So hard commits, the number is 18. The transfer number is four, but I'm just going to list the four schools of those transfers. Georgia, Georgia, Ohio State, West Virginia. That's big time right there. Where do you guys want to start? I think we have to start with, with, with QB. Yeah. I Let's mean, start with QB. Listen, Kyle McCord, I read a headline this morning. I don't know if it was Barstool Sports or it was something a little more unserious, but the headline was, can Kyle McCord take Syracuse football to the college football playoff next year? Think about that headline. You would have had a heart attack if somebody read that to you two months ago. Like the Kyle McCord thing, the college football playoff thing. I mean, the excitement around him is just crazy. But what really sticks out to me about McCord is like, it's a one-year rental. That's a little unfortunate. He only has one year of eligibility left. But for a program that's really trying to turn themselves around and like win now, I think that's okay. And when you look at Syracuse's schedule next year, I mean, if Kyle McCord went 11-1 and against the Big Ten last year, against that schedule for Syracuse football next year, I think Kyle McCord could really do some damage. And, I mean, listen, one year is better than no years. That's right. the way I view it. But to, to zoom out, because I don't want to – go past what you said about some of these numbers that you're listing. There were concerns a few weeks ago about if anybody could do better than Dino Babers or had the ceiling been reached for Syracuse football. And you mentioned 18 hard commits. Fran Brown got here two weeks ago. His first introductory press conference was on December 4th. It's exactly two weeks today. In that time, 10 of those commits are his, Mm -hmm. including for transfers and again the numbers are going to be different based on the site that you look at but from what I was seeing we're talking seven three stars two four stars and McCord who was a five-star high school recruit four-star transfer if Fran Brown can do all of that in two weeks what are the limits to what he can do by the time his daughter turns 13 Mm. I mean it's crazy two weeks and it's a brand new program seriously there was a ceiling, people thought. And Fran Brown broke that ceiling in half and is flying far above it. Big time. And you're talking about not just transfers, but there is that little bit of an aspect of, okay, you're at one school and you're, and you're heading to another, but there's flips in this list of high school kids, right? There's, there's flips of guys that were committed to A&M or wherever in their coming over. And it's a credit not just to Fran Brown, but obviously to him for hiring a group of guys that are also making an immediate impact. Nick Williams, Elijah Robinson, the list goes on. He's got his guys. They're setting up. And what they've done the first two weeks is truly impressive. But let's keep going down the list. Let's go player to player. That's why we're here today. Um, I want to bounce off of McCord. So McCord comes over from Ohio State. You know, and and with McCord coming, there are certain players where the quarterback situation is going to directly impact your decision. And we're seeing an immediate reaction to that because – Two of the other transfers out of the four are receivers. One of them being Jackson Meeks from Georgia. He had been there for a few years, not 
too much. But again, you're playing for the number one school in the country, you know, in, in from generally speaking over the last few years. And then the other one, which I'm really excited about, is Yazid Haynes, Zed Haynes. And there's a reason why. Zed and I went to the same high school, North Penn High School, outside Ooh. of Philadelphia <laughs> in Lansdale. So naturally, I'm very biased towards this guy. Philly kid. But I've also known about him for a while. And I've known that he was, you know, kind of bounced around, was at Newman Goretti in South Philly, comes out to the Burbs, goes to North Penn was in the mix with Penn State, was in the mix with Rutgers in Georgia. And, you know, Fran Brown was a constant and was obviously a part of that story for him to come up and kind of make the case for I'm going to go, you know, make a make a name for myself at Syracuse, a little bit closer to home. And he was a redshirt freshman, so he's got four years left. And uh, just really impressive player. Yeah, I mean, what Fran Brown's doing – all around, but especially in the South Jersey, Central Jersey, Philly area with right. these kids is incredible. It seems like every commit we see is out of Camden or around a, somewhere in that area. Even Kyle McCord said he's from Mount Laurel, yep. and he said that he knew Brown and Nunzio Campanelli for a decade is what he told ESPN. So I thought that was really interesting. I didn't know that. Big time. I mean, the numbers are right around half where it's Jersey or um, Philly area. The number goes even more <clears throat> when you want to include Brooklyn and, and ones like that in there. What do you got going on? Back to the two guys you previously mentioned, I think it can't be understated how important it is that Fran Brown is going to have a couple of guys who are from Georgia. Yeah. Because end yeah. of the day, whether that was you only had a little bit of time there or you had more than a little bit of time there, Fran Brown said about Georgia, I know what a winning culture looks like because I've been around it. That is the program he's talking about. So to have people who have that experience of just simply being around that and understanding how a winning culture works, playing for one of the best programs in the entire country, that adds something valuable. And I think that we should also remember that Kyle McCord said, part of the reason I chose Syracuse is because I wanted to be able to win right away. And with the weapons who Fran Brown is bringing in, I truly feel we'll be able to accomplish that. Big time. Agreed. And rounding out the, the transfers, James Hurd just happened uh, yesterday. Edge rusher from West Virginia, freshman, I believe. So he's got, again, someone that has plenty of time, um, you know, kind of left in his career, whereas, you know, McCore were really just getting one year. But that's the nature of college football right now, guys. And I'm, I'm okay with this style. If, you know, obviously it's it, you would love to have someone that's the guy and he's got multiple years. But when you're playing the game of you need a quarterback, there's only so many out there that are at that highest level. And you can have Buckeye fans or whoever talk as much trash as they want on McCord and and saying, you know, it's a downgrade or whatnot. End of the day, the dude was a part of an offense that went 11 and one team that was in the mix for a college football playoff you don't have the win you you have a win over Michigan and he's still there he's getting ready to play in those games this is a big time player and he's coming to Syracuse and if the style is you have those one-year guys for the next few years I'll take it if it means a guy like that's coming in here lining up behind center because I think you're going to find success there's only 100%. so much that you can trash talk a do with an 11 and one record, right? In it's the salty Big Ten, like in the salty. Big Ten against, he only lost to Michigan. It's you're you're, and you have to remember those fan bases, they expect the world, right? 
Syracuse fans don't expect the world. <laughs> Syracuse fans are like, woo! <laughs> but they're excited right now, and they have a reason to be excited. Exactly. Um, another guy, I'm going to kind of do this in terms of recency, um, Fatim Diggs, Camden, New Jersey native, shocker. Um, he's coming in and got a little bit confused this morning because the name runs around in this brain of mine, and his older brother is a transfer out of Texas A&M. And I kind of got confused at first. I was like, oh my gosh, they got him because this is the dude that, um, uh, another D lineman that his two visits last weekend, two weekends ago, were to Syracuse and Alabama. And that was that big one where Ashley's like, I can't believe that's the two schools on the graphic right now. I mean, come on, Alabama and Syracuse, Alabama one day, Syracuse the next. That's crazy if we would have said that big a time. month ago. A hundred percent. And now again, you're starting to see the way I view it with these recruits, you have... You know, the transfers who are coming from some of these big-time schools. And then you have a lot of guys from Camden, New Jersey. But either way, you can tell that with Fran Brown and his recruiting style, sure, he's looking for the people who he thinks are the best players. But I also truly think that part of the reason why you see him traveling and you see him going on these visits and really getting to know people before he commits to them is because I feel that he believes this is a two-way street. He wants to make sure that whoever he's recruiting is going to fit into the culture who he is, that he is trying to develop. He even said, you know, when we were talking to him a week or two ago, that they're already starting to break some bad habits. You can tell that he's going to expect something from everybody. And those standards aren't going to change from person to person. So I appreciate the fact that he's like, everybody's going to have to get on board with my culture and it's going to have to happen right away. Big time. And what, what he's able to do on the recruiting trail, right? <clears throat> we don't know exactly the word for word what's said, and it could be different. I think we know the general terms of there's the authenticity that everyone sees, right? And I, um, you know, was found out and, you know, didn't even think about this, but my cousins, um, Drew and Jeff Wiley, both played at Villanova, and Fran Brown was trying to get Jeff to Temple at the time. And, you know, he reached out to me the other day, basically saying, like, like, this guy is the real deal. And for him, all these years later, to, you know, a recruiter from a school that he decided not to go to, to still have that impact is pretty amazing. And so it was really exciting to hear that. I mean, he's sleeping four hours a night, guys. Let's just I mean, understand that. Yeah. There are a lot of hours in the day that this man is awake and he's <laughs> utilizing every hour to do something for the Syracuse football program or for the Syracuse community. I know. But hey, Fran Brown, maybe like get a little more sleep. Like we need you to stay healthy. Like yeah. we need you to stay in the game here. Hydrate, rest. Hydrate, rest. <laughs> right. But anyway, the, the Diggs' older brother, that would be a big grab because this Syracuse team and what you, people start to see when the Power Five is the, you know, the, the game a lot of the times is won in the trenches. And the D linemen, there's certainly a drop off from the elite schools coming down, whether it's size, whether it's speed. And we know just from what we see in the NFL, and what works right now is that the, the, the teams that have the true dogs, mm. right? You look at Georgia's D lineman over the last few years, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, like it makes a huge difference. So here's a guy that had 36 tackles, four sacks. If he comes and plays with his brother, watch out. Um, keep it going down the list. This one, Ashley was following really closely this weekend it's a legacy. It's a legacy guy. Ooh, it's Caden it. Brown it. and one of the top guys in New York. Some sites have him as yep. a top guy. Give us the rundown on Caden. On 
Um, top five player in New York, Legacy. I think that's very cool. Like, I, I think there's going to be a lot to talk about with his dad, Albin, played at Syracuse between 1987 and 1989. I believe he was a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from, I think, the New York City area, Brooklyn, I think. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that, that should be really exciting. I think it's always great to, you know, get someone in with Orange Connections and – and you got to win the Northeast. You know, that's what we've been talking about. Even beyond New Jersey and Philly area, that's something Syracuse has really had to, to work at and something I know is going to be one of Fran Brown's top priorities. So getting those guys out of New York is important too. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. I mean, it is. I'm, I'm looking at some of the things that you wrote, the notes on him. The fact that he's ranked as the fourth best player in the state of New York in the 24 cycle, also being ranked in the top five in the state at both ESPN and Rivals. I mean, these are big-time players. Yeah. You know, he said in the beginning, Fran Brown's talking about, I'm going to recruit out of the Northeast. And you really see just two weeks in why that was so important to John Wildhack, to the fan base, is because there are great players in the Northeast. I think you just have to know exactly where to look. And you have to be able to make those connections. One thing that I will say that I'm not seeing on this list that sure. I'm wanting to see, I think another area that I want to see more talent being developed is the O-line. And you're going to say that. 100%. 100%. That, if I'm Kyle McCord, that's what I'm thinking that I'm wanting. And I've also been hearing that feedback from a lot of Syracuse fans. So we'll right. see what's to come in the future. But I feel like it's equally as important to talk about what we're kind of missing from this list so far. I agree. But I don't think Kyle McCord would have committed to Syracuse. I mean, that had to be a top thing on his mind. I think he definitely got some insight from the coaches that the old line's going to turn around a bit. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen too much. I see two guys um, that were, you know, originally Dino commits, kid from Jim Thorpe, PA, another from Texas, O-lineman. Um, and then you look at the guys on the roster right now, and, and some of them are going to be moving on. You know, some of them I'm sure are going to be staying, but that that is, you're right though. You make a good point where it's he he clearly sees a path to success here, and so that to me hints at you know this list not being done and right. maybe not even being close to done. Right. And for people maybe wondering how Syracuse stacks up right now in the country, you know, on three sports I saw put together a list of you know basically the top ten, which is the you know, an algorithm that looks at who's coming in and who's leaving. And you look at Syracuse's numbers, right? And there's 14 that have left. And, um, you know, before people, you know, a few years ago, people might've been freaking out. That's the day and age, baby. That's the day and age. That's normal. And when you have a new head coach, it's going to be even higher, but their number for coming in is four. Right now they have them ranked eighth in the country. I mean, also keep in mind, the more people that are leaving, the more opportunity and room that that opens up for other players to come in. You know, I do feel like Fran Brown and again, obviously never been in any of those closed door meetings, but I could totally envision him being the type of guy who kind of says from the start, either you're here and you want to be here or that's the only option leave. You know, I feel like it's kind of a get on board or don't stay sort of situation. Obviously, there are also people who are going to graduate as well. Big time. But there's definitely a, uh, you know, uh, South Jersey strong 
mentality going on here. And I think I'm sure that's a part of his pitch is just like, hey, we all grew up playing. You know, you all grew up playing against each other, crosstown schools, maybe the same school, Camden. Come be a part of it where we're all working together. Let's yeah. show how good Jersey football is. Let's show how good Philly football, New York football, Northeast football, that, I mean, that's got to be a part of the pitch because why wouldn't it be? That it has to be. And the only other thing that I've been thinking about a lot is, again, you think, how is he getting some of these really high-level players or transfers from high-level schools? Right. It's because he could truly look so many of these guys in the eye and say, honestly, you have a chance to be a bigger fish here. Bottom line, it, Syracuse is a smaller pond than Georgia. It yeah. just is. You have an opportunity to have a bigger role. You have an opportunity to be a part of something special from the ground level. This is my first year here. And you know Fran Brown. He's confident. This is going to be my first year here. A lot of people are going to remember it. We're going to create something special here together. You have a chance to be a part of that. I feel like if somebody said that to me, I'd be intrigued at the very least. I really, I do feel like it's a bit of like a movement, especially with the Jersey kids, with what they've been posting on social media, just with their commitments. Right. I don't know. I feel like exactly what you said. They recognize that there's an opportunity to be a part of something really special here, whether it's this year or in the next few years, you know? Something that really sticks out to me that I just wanted to mention real fast is that currently Syracuse has both the top wide receiver out of New Jersey committed, Jalen Hornsby, who committed last week. He was a four-star on 24-7, downgraded to a three-star. Um, but he's from Camden, New Jersey. And they also have the top running back, Yassine Willis, out of New Jersey as well. So both of the top two guys, wide receiver and running back, out of New Jersey in this cycle are committed to Syracuse. And Yassine, Yassine is he's Montvale, right? I, I was, Newark, uh, I think. Okay. And then I did want to mention who was it? Yeah, Teron Hale. Teron Hale, Teron Hall. Sorry, Teron. I'm 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 not sure how to pronounce (laughs) it, but receiver Millville and Millville is the same school as LaQuinn Allen, also the same school as Mike Trout. Nothing to do with Syracuse football, (laughs) but there's your fun fact of the day. Um, but yeah, this this list is interesting and and some of these newer guys, Emmanuel Ross, Red Bank, New Jersey, um, you know, they just kind of have him down there as a hybrid. He can kind of do it all. Then you have Jalen Hornsby, as you mentioned. You've seen Willis. And um, what's interesting, though, for the, for the hard commits of guys coming out of high school, the top guy is someone that was committed back in June, and that is Jamie Tremble, tight end, four-star. That's interesting to me. You know, that's that's someone that was that was recruited by Dino Babers crew. Mm-hmm. And as of right mm-hmm. now, he's still sticking with Syracuse. So, I, yeah, I believe he did visit one of these weekends. Yeah, and a lot of those. I think almost all of them have have come in, and done, done one of those visits. And by the way, if you haven't been keeping track of of these visits oh boy. Um, coming to Syracuse, it is Hibachi unlike anything I've ever seen. You know, we we started with the first weekend, which was a Ferrari and Hibachi inside the dome. This past weekend, it turned into a Ferrari and a Lambo. Ferrari and a Lambo. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Was it did Hibachi uh, and stick Hibachi? Around? Hibachi stuck yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's unique, right? Because, um, you know, schools. It's it's not unique in the country. Like schools have these fun special weekends. But when you have a new coaching staff come in, right? You don't have the luxury of having all year to put this all together. Have them come in. In these cases, you have a few weeks. Yeah. You have maybe 10 days to convince some of these guys to come. So you're going all in. You're going all out. And, again, we've talked about that. It's not over. Um, King Joseph Edwards, who's the guy that's been 
maybe one of the more vocal high school recruits I've ever seen in terms of his interaction with the fan base. Um, edge rusher, he's down to three schools. He'll be deciding on the 19th, which is... Tomorrow? Tuesday. So, mm-hmm. yeah, is that right? Yeah, it's Today tomorrow. the 18th? Okay. Yes, it is. Um, so that'll be a big one. Excited for that. He's yep. interacted with Syracuse a lot. I think he has Florida State and maybe Colorado in there. Colorado, That yeah. sounds right. Um, but again, you know, Nick Williams was at Colorado, and Nick Williams is now here. And that's mm-hmm. also why we've seen some of those flips from Texas A&M. You absolutely, without a doubt, can think that Elijah Robinson had to say in that as well. Um, the other player to watch this week is a little bit more local. Sam, I was going to say, be on the lookout because Sire Torrance will also be announcing his commitment this week. That's happening on Wednesday, and he's going to announce it at the school. So that's something that will be at. That's at 3 o'clock. And again, he did post something about Boston College recently, so we weren't exactly sure what that meant. It didn't say he was committing there or anything, but showed that he had at least been on some kind of official visit, I would say. Is that fair to assume? Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's to be expected. I, I, I wasn't really too caught off guard by right. that. You know, you see kind of these, you know, the, the same ones that you see are, you know, kind of pushing out their Syracuse stuff. They're also interacting with the other fan bases sure. that are in the yeah. running for them. Um, but that'll be interesting. So a little background uh, for the people not from the 315 here. Sayer Torrance, younger brother of Samir Torrance, who was a former Syracuse basketball player now at Binghamton, but he's been a name since literally he was in eighth grade at Christian Brothers Academy as a receiver and D-back. He commits to Syracuse last year, decommits, commits to Michigan State. All the Michigan State stuff happens. He's back out there, and Fran Brown comes in, and the, the interest is back in on Syracuse. So we'll see what he ends up doing. Wish him the best regardless, but he's one of those fun names where people, they've wanted to see not just New York, but like, how, the, how about the guy in the own backyard? Yeah. Can Syracuse get the guy from here to stay here, which is something that a lot of the times just hadn't happened over the years. They went elsewhere. And at the end of the day, sometimes it maybe has nothing to do with Syracuse. Maybe it just has to do with, you know, if, I don't want to go to school in my hometown. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's as simple get as that. that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would get that. Because 100%. I wouldn't want to go to school in my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Sire, you're still welcome. LIU but Sire, was not you are, in store for you. LIU, bro. No, but, but honestly, that's what I mean is you have to have some kind of a draw. You have right. to have some kind of an appeal. And I don't know. We, we talked to Sire Torrance a few weeks ago, so check out that coverage on our RN Zone. But yeah. it was definitely in the mix at that point. He was able to confirm at least that much with us that he was reinterested in Syracuse. So we'll see what happens. No point in speculating. Come Wednesday, we'll know the answer. Yeah. NCAA early signing period opens Wednesday. Got it. Wednesday to Friday, 20th to 22nd. So should be a lot more this week. I don't think the the train's stopping anytime soon with the commits. I have a hard time, admittedly, um, keeping track of what early signing means compared to the week prior, compared to the week after. It's all an interesting... I know. What have you... Have you picked up on anything that that you're just seeing a trend that... You know, is the transfer portal just kind of changing the way things are and we're just going to have to get used to the the chaos of it? Or do you see it as a little bit more organized? Well, I think early signing period didn't even used to be as much of a big deal. It was kind of just like nobody signed early signing period or it was less. You know, the big event was in the spring. Um, But now I think with how college football is and I think with the transfer portal, I think this December stretch really is kind of the main period. Kids want to get it out there. So, so yeah, kids have been announcing for weeks, I think. I think early signing period is just when it becomes official, when they yeah. officially sign. But I think it's more and more commonplace, and I think we'll even see in the next few years it becoming 
you know, increasingly common to make your decision in December. I definitely don't remember being this stressed no. even last December <laughs> than we are right now. But yeah. it's good. You know, it's a high alert situation and it means that there's just more exciting things to be talking about. I mean, it's crazy. You know, obviously we have the bowl game coming up, but the Syracuse football regular season is over and somehow it feels like it's gotten more exciting every single day since yeah. since it ended, really. Exactly. Yeah. I think fans' level of excitement, obviously because of Fran Brown, but also just what he's done with the recruits right off the jump has just been so heightened these past two weeks. And I even saw some fans on Twitter or X talking about, like, really showing out for the spring game. And, like, people are excited. And I think that's great. Yeah. Big time. And – um you know, going back to the early signing thing, one of the other bonuses, especially for the transfers, is it allows them to enroll in the spring. Yes. And we've even seen it multiple times where guys coming out of high school end up finding a way to graduate early, and they enroll early, and that gives them a huge jump to be able to be a part of that spring practice and gives them a big edge when they come in as a freshman. But just going down here, more on the list of some of the commits from this past summer, Jakari Williams, three-star QB out of Georgia. Go figure. Elijah Washington, big dude, Norfolk, um, you know, another three-star guy. And then you have Jaden Hart out of Michigan City, running back. That was Michigan City, Indiana, I should uh, specify. Tristan Graham, edge rusher out of Middletown, Delaware, which is the um, same hometown as Braden Davis, who is actually listed as the number one on the depth chart for the bowl game. We'll be getting more into the bowl game later in the week. We'll bring you all of those updates, including Garrett Schrader not playing. Then we have Jameer Thompson out of Bennett. So they're kind of the big Western New York school that whenever Sister North Syracuse makes it deep in the playoffs or CBA, they normally take on Bennett like we just saw. And then Jaden Brown who we've been tracking for a while, Don Bosco guy, Jersey guy, Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets, a Don Bosco guy, Willie Goodacre, <laughs> and then Noah Rasahak. Rasahak, sorry, Noah, getting that wrong. Michael Matthews Canty is a safety three-star. Brahim Long, who reconfirmed Camden, New Jersey guy, Camden High School, the team digs, Jahid, Jahide, Lassane, I'm sorry. Some of these names are just, I'm, I'm used to normally hearing it over the PA speaker. But anything I miss, anything on your list that we need to hit on? I mean, honestly, for me, it's just final thoughts. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's not necessarily about any one person on this list. One thing I'll, I'll re-hit again is that the reason why I brought up the O-line earlier and why I do think that it's so important that this team continues to recruit um, offensive lineman is because I was even seeing some things from people who had covered Kyle McCord saying that a lot of his stats showed that, um, you know, the more that he was protected and, and as, as long as he wasn't under too much pressure, that's really when he shined the most and that he actually struggled under pressure. So all the more reason where I feel like for a quarterback like Kyle McCord, if you know that about him, then you really have to have the right people around him to support him. I do truly feel like what you said, games are one in the trenches and I feel like a quarterback can only be as good as his offensive line you know even to have a great wide receiver and a great running back in order for those plays to be able it to develop matter. you yeah. just you just need time and space and whatever else so that's my biggest thing that I'm not seeing but again it's just one of those things where I'm I feel like the the Syracuse fans have so much to be excited about I'm excited to see what Fran Brown and his staff are going to do for the recruiting class for Syracuse football and really for the surrounding community. I really appreciate the fact that he cares, and I always go back to that. But it seems like he really wants to be ingrained here. He wants to be a part of what Syracuse is all about. I agree with you. I think it's been um, 
common on Twitter and stuff from fans to say that this isn't just an exciting time for the school and for SU, but like it's an exciting time for the whole city. You know what I mean? We've, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks, like the amount of attention that it's going to bring in here and just for the games next season and, and just the whole energy surrounding the program is, is really great that they were able to, to get somebody with that kind of presence in Fran Brown. Syracuse wins, the community wins. Yep. End of story. A lot to play out. We have to see how they do in the actual games, but through the first two weeks, we can say this. Syracuse's hiring of Fran Brown has been a slam dunk. It's been a home run, and we'll see if he just continues to smash homers as the season goes on and this all plays out. I can't wait for spring ball. I can't wait. I can't wait to be waking up at the crack of dawn and being (laughs) pumped to be doing that after four hours of sleep. Fran Brown does it every night. We can do it. Right? We, we can, can do, do it, it a couple times. I can't do it. No, sir, fans, <laughs> fans literally say they haven't been this excited since the 90s. Yeah. I know. It's that so is crazy. what fans are saying. So just keep that in mind. Anyway, all that's right. all I have to say. That's all she has to say. <laughs> they lost to the Saints, but <laughs> keep it going. Cortland football also. We'll be diving into that more. They picked that up. D3 champions. Samantha Croston, Ashley Winskowski, Brendan Hodges. We didn't hear from him, but he did a great job. I'm Tommy Sladek. We're out of here. We'll see you Wednesday. Peace.